everybody. Welcome to BO Boys for Wednesday, June 3rd. It's a raw feed. Fuck it. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And we have a jam-packed episode. As always. Yeah, you know, we say that as always, because there's always a lot of news. But there is so much movie news in this episode. I am looking at our, our run sheet. I'm looking at our outline. And it blows me away how much we have to get through today. Well, let's start, though, with a little inside scoop. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously we're the B.O. boys. We're known. We're known in the movie business. We're known in the box office world. And a little birdie, a Hollywood insider, dropped a little morsel on our plate the other day. And... Clayton, I think it's time to eat that morsel. Let's do it. Let's share it. Can we share it with people? Can we chew it up and spit it in our listeners' mouths like Alicia Silverstone did to her kids? Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Because you can't spit in someone's mouth uh, in real life right now. It's a virtual mouth spitting. Yeah, but this is a virtual mouth spit through your ears. And here it is. A Hollywood insider shared a little info with us that this insider they're hearing that theaters might be opening on june 26th that is shockingly soon shock because this is wednesday june 3rd we stated that up top Mm -hmm. so friday june 26th is a mere three weeks and a couple days away but that is the rumor, or I don't want to say a rumor, we're starting a rumor based on fact, which is that there is word that there is an estimate of theaters opening on June 26th. Like real theaters, not just, you know, mon pa theaters, not just, you know, Billy Bob and the Stacks, God bless him, but Billy Bob and the Stacks owns a shack that he shows some movies in up on a hill. Yeah, this is an You know, that guy's had his theater open the whole time. Yeah, this isn't a tent with a screen and a Sanka can where you put a couple quarters in as box office. Although it should be counted. That should be counted. But, you know, listen. We're dealing with box office mojo and shit like that, so there's no way they're counting coins out of a Sanka can in a tent in the stacks. Which is, what else are they doing? That's what I'm saying. They just don't want it enough. They just don't want it enough. Right. Box office mojo, go out, go out to the stacks, count coins in a Sanka can in a in a tent movie theater. That's what you should be doing with your time. Invest in some hazmat suits. You don't you don't have any promotional hazmat suits lying around from the arrival that you could throw someone in? Exactly. Exactly. And you don't have to clean them. Just deal with the stink. Deal with the stink. So, so anyway, this is coinciding with the release of Unhinged, the Russell Crowe yes. star. So that's that's what the Hollywood Insider told us in their morsel that there's some there's there's talk that theaters want to open June 26th and then use Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe, as the uh, I guess canary in the coal mine. Absolutely. Is that what they use canaries for? Like basically, as, as they they 
run tests on the canary, see if they could go in the coal mine? They put the canary in there, and if the canary right. dies, then the more important people leave. So, gotcha. so basically, Russell Crowe's Solstice Studios produced film, Unhinged, is The Canary, mm-hmm. and Tenet, and Wonder Woman 1984, and uh, films such as those are the more important people, which would be the miners, that gotcha. know to flee if Unhinged were to totally tank. Right. Or not totally tank, but, you know, people felt uncomfortable or didn't come, or, you know, there was a spike. You know, all right. these factors could happen. But if the coal mine collapsed, so basically if the movie, if, if you you send in Unhinged, mm-hmm. you, you look at it. You look at Russell Crowe's road rage thriller Unhinged. If the theaters collapse around him, you don't send Tenet in. No. Well, it's funny because the coal mine, the canary actually uh, would die from the fumes. The thing was, it's like in a coal mine... Mm-hmm. there's invisible gases, and if those invisible gases killed the canary, they would eventually kill the miners. So that's why you go with a canary first, because they die first. What a business. What a business. Well, because people want it back. See, movie theaters, mm-hmm. did, they thought they were in the film business, right. but they're really in the mining business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. didn't realize it. Yeah. It's very interesting to find out you're in the mining business after 100 years of thinking you're in a different business. But you know what? Now it's time. Now it's time to pivot. You got to pivot. So if this Hollywood insider has correct information, and I have no reason to doubt that they would. I know this insider, and I believe this 100%. So, theaters opening June 26th. A, when do you think that would have to start being known to the public? Like, do you think that we're going to start seeing um, some ads for, I guess, Unhinged opening an AMC? You know, like... like, I think we'll get an email. It's got to start soon. We'll get an email sometime soon. Well, I know New York State... And parts mm-hmm. of New York City, before the civil unrest, which we do have to mention because that may add, that may mm-hmm. ruin some plans as well. Right. Not, I don't want to say ruin. I'm sorry. It, it may postpone things. Change. It may change. Yeah. Thank you so much. Right. Because language is powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think that June 8th was when phase one of the reopening was going to happen. And I think at that point, they would start ads. We would start getting emails from our AMC A-list that says, hey, guess what? Number one, we're going to start charging again. Number right. two, here's this movie that's opening in two, three weeks. You know, watch the trailer. That kind of thing. Regal, we're going to get some bonus points to watch the trailer, which I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to. You got to scroll mm-hmm. those points because you don't know, you know, you don't know what the economy is going to look like. I don't know how, what those points are going to add up to in the new economy. 
Right. Those regal points could get you your sustenance for a couple of months. You know, like you might cash those points in and just live off of popcorn for a while. Or they could put clothes on my back. Right. Right. You know, uh, you know, if I'm if I can't afford new clothes, then, you know, I'm getting promotional clothes from Regal Movie Club Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. my points. So that's the thing is like I'm hoarding them. I'm watching all the trailers, even when even when they're movies that might possibly never come out. Now, what about the AMC? You mentioned the AMC A-list subscription, which has been on pause since March when AMC is all closed. Mm -hmm. When they decide when they send out that email that says, guess what? Starting tomorrow, you owe us 23 bucks. And the thing that you get out of it is you have the ability to go to an AMC and watch Unhinged. Because that's basically and, and be a test case. Yes. Because that's all you're going to get at first for your AMC subscription is the ability to go see this Russell Crowe movie. And I guess if they put, you know, they're going to have Joker, obviously. Um, I guess Invisible Man might still be out there. So you'll have a few other things, but it's basically an unhinged subscription. That's what the AMC A-list is going to be for the first month. You're paying $23 to see Unhinged. Before yes. you even see Unhinged. Yes. Even if you don't see Unhinged. It's, you're paying for the ability to be Unhinged. This is such a rat. That's like such a scheme. Like talking about mm-hmm. scams. We love to talk about scams. This mm-hmm. is a scam alert. Yeah. This Well, an alert or a salute your scam. I feel like this is more a salute your scam. We alert you so you can salute it. Yes. There it is. Salute the scam. So are we it's hard to be excited about anything right now obviously pandemic civil unrest you know world's in a bad place but this insider is 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 saying movie theaters are hoping to open at the end of June um so that's something but what this also means is like we said unhinges the test case you know it's a canary in the coal mine but that means Movie theaters are really banking on tenants going to open July 17th and it's going to be the savior, which is the other thing that the Hollywood Insider did mention that this is all leading towards tenant. Yeah, the hope the all the hopes uh, rest with with Christopher Nolan. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, you know, he's a guy with a track record. It's a new movie that's a new concept but here's my question with that okay in a world that's so uncertain for mm-hmm. you know etc 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 we've already mentioned do people want something new do they want to be challenged by something like tenet right is is that something like all the other hurdles it has to to get over is one of the biggest hurdles. Man, I just don't need my mind fucked with right now. I don't mm. need that that Christopher Nolan mind fuckery going on. I, I need right. uh, that nonlinear and the time travel thing. It, it's the spinning a, top. Is this the time to really present people with a spinning top? Exactly. Or is it more comforting to have, say, 
a Wonder Woman 1984 because you got the Wonder Woman, which it's heroic. People can root for it. It's black and white in the sense of she's good. Whoever she's fighting is evil. Plus the Mm -hmm. 80s. People love the 80s. They love synths. They love neon collars. They love. I mean, it's. You know, the Goonies, Back to the Future. Is Wonder Woman gonna hang out with the Goonies? Of or I guess is Wonder gonna Woman gonna see out. the Goonies? Of course, she's gonna hang out with the Goonies, huh? huh? Of course. Why wouldn't she hang out with the Goonies? I mean, of that's course, the Wonder co- Woman's gonna say, "Hey, you guys, huh?" I'm sure she's. They're right now splicing in Goonies footage to Wonder Woman 1984 after all of these legacy Goonies showings have just gone off the charts, I'm sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I wish there was some way to, to know what the box office on these Goonies screenings are, but it just seems like nobody's doing their fucking job to tell us. So we'll never know. But my assumption we'll is know. a lot of people are going to the drive-ins and seeing Goonies. Because it's what, 35 years? It's the 35th anniversary of Goonies? Something like that? Something like that. Yeah. So it's it's a take your kids, take your grandkids situation now. Yeah. And and I think that's 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 the kind of stuff that people want. So it's going to be interesting to see. And I don't know if people are thinking about that, how challenging this movie could be to uh, a viewing public whose brain has been pounded into the pavement by all of these atrocities that have happened recently. Right. Right, right. Yeah, right now, do people really want a movie that fucks with their mind? No, because the the regular world fucks with their mind. Right. And it is currently fucking with their mind. Just being in the theater is challenging, will be challenging enough, it'll be enough of a mind fuck. It's true. Yeah, you don't want to be unnerved. Like, once you get through... Everything you're going to have to get through to go see a movie in July. You know, you're wearing a mask. You're wearing a hazmat suit. You've had your temperature taken at the door or someone shoved. You know, you've had a teenager works in a movie theater who has to shove a COVID test up your nose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're sitting 50 feet apart from the nearest person. You know, you and your, your date had to go sit on separate sides of a theater. And all that. And then the movie that's playing is shown in a nonlinear timeline. There's a spinning top that you're never going to know if it's going to stop spinning. You don't know if you're in a dream. Is that what people want? Yeah, I I don't know. I think, and that's a a hurdle that I don't think anybody's thinking about with this movie. Mm -hmm. And listen, we're here to speculate... I'm not going to say that that will be a hurdle. I just think that it's possible that it is. And I want right. to... We hope I, it's not. We hope it's not. I also kind of hope it is just so I could be the first to say it. But mm-hmm. I more hope it's not. Because, mm-hmm. you know, pride is one thing. Ego is one thing. But the be- the greater good is another thing. And at this point, it, it has to outweigh my ego at this time. Yes. Other yeah, times, my ego hope. will uh, my ego will outweigh the greater good, but that's when things are good. So, I you should be looking forward to a time where my ego is more important than the greater good, because that's how you know your life is back on track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, if Cl- if Clayton becomes completely selfish again, then you know that the world has calmed. It's it's very hard for me to be selfish right now. Right. And uh, I have no control over that. And that yeah. makes me feel powerless. So, yeah, it's way too early to speculate on whether Tennant will... And all of this is... is uh, all, all any predictions about how well something does is in relation to the new, you know, basically the new box office world that it comes out in. But I think it's, yeah, it's definitely too early to to start predicting whether uh, Tenant will do well. But yeah, I agree. The if if it was something like an Avengers movie as the first movie, that definitely feels way more like a home run. Like the best Black Widow would do mm-hmm. so much better than it would was gonna do if it was the movie that opened first because number one, it's a Marvel movie. And I know I talk a lot of shit about Marvel and I and I would say stock is falling on them. I do think there's gonna be a fall off in interest. But what I will say about the Black Widow movie is that it is a prequel. Yes. And what it will do is take the audience back to a time before COVID, probably before Trump, mm-hmm. into a time where people felt less, things were less divisive. Yes. And you could be there for two and a half hours and you would feel comforted by the these these character that you've seen before and any new character that the Mar- Marvel Marvel adds they always have the same traits as old characters like when they brought in Doctor Strange he has the same attitude as Iron Man so it was like you were seeing Iron Man with a cape mhm you know so when they put David Harbour out there as the Red Guardian or whatever I can't remember his name right now you know that he's going to be akin to some of the other lovable lunks that have been in the Marvel movies before. Yeah, Black Widow would be a very calming, reassuring presence as the and first movie back. Florence Pugh, you could be like, oh, remember when all we could think about was Florence Pugh and how much she has ahead of her? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, these those are, are nice times. Those are nice times when you could just when talk the nation about... rallied around Florence Pugh's emerging movie stardom. Yeah, I mean, and those are the things. That's what you want from the movies. You at least now is escape, is to be transported to a better time. And again, that's what I'm saying. Is like Tenet could be a a hard sell. So then, is okay. We keep talking about unhinged which right now is on track to be the the movie that opens July 1st. We keep talking about that as the canary in the coal mine. It's basically the sacrifice of the gods. This is the movie that is being used as the test case. So we could make all our mistakes when Unhinged is out, and then we're ready for 10. It's patient zero. But But what if Unhinged was actually what people need right now? Because it's not a franchise. But it is Russell Crowe, who is very famous, has been a giant movie star. He's in a road rage thriller. So he's giving you, in a way, IP. Because Russell Crowe being 
uh, a maniac and and being unhinged like it's a that's a brand that's his brand yes so is unhinged possibly the reassuring return to the cinema that everyone needs are we underselling unhinged is that what's going to calm people is seeing russell crowe throw a phone at somebody will his level of hysteria Mm -hmm. calm people is what you're asking so like you know when you because it's it's a it's a it's a known quantity russell crowe being unhinged is something we're used to yes yeah, I mean, it could be. And also it harkens back to, you know, a time where uh, a star could headline a film like this, mm-hmm. where you could have a star just in a movie where it's like a falling down type situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that movie could never be made now as a major motion picture that's that's has a huge star in it, Michael Douglas. Is but yeah, is this going to be something that is a balm for the masses? Mm-hmm. I yeah. got I gotta say it's it's gonna come down to the quality of the picture. Maybe, or it's just people are gonna wanna see a familiar face doing a familiar thing, and that face is Russell Crowe, and that thing is uh yelling at people for no real good reason. Yeah, I mean, we we all know that the 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 most profitable, the most sought after, the the most uh, lucrative IP right now is Joker. Yes. So, could Russell Crowe being angry be a Joker type IP? Maybe. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe. So, so I think to to put a, a bow on this. Hollywood Insider, end of June is possibly when big chains are going to open. Tenant is being looked at as the savior, but Unhinged might be the savior that no one expected. Well, it could be the unsung Rather hero. Rather than the sacrifice. Yes. Yeah, it could be the unsung hero. Yeah, it could be the movie that goes from Sacrificial Lamb to... Uh, to better than sacrificial lamb whatever that is yeah interesting all right we will definitely be following the story and work in all of our contacts all of our hollywood insiders and we will know when movie theaters are opening before it's announced so you, uh, therefore you will know you will know um all right clayton i think it's time that we cut the shit. Let's cut the shit. I've been waiting for it. But it's we've got to. It's it's weird because we've got to cut someone else's shit. Oh, we're cutting someone else's shit. Okay. Um, the person I'm talking about. You know, actually, okay. Let's back that up. I think we're cutting our own shit. This is still a cut the shit moment for us because we have got to um take down a hero, take down someone that we have talked very highly of on this podcast, someone we've looked up to for a long time. And that is Forbes columnist and box office writer, Scott Mendelson. Scott Mendelson. This one's hard, but we're cutting the shit, so we just got to do it. 
Wouldn't this be more of taking out the trash? Uh-huh. Well, see, I look at it as cutting the shit because we're 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 sort of um changing an opinion of ours or okay. reckoning with something. I feel like when you cut the shit, you do some reckoning. And that's that's what we have to do here is we have to reckon with our hero worship of Scott Mendelson and perhaps it's something that he'd been a false idol all along. Scott Mendelson, of course, a box office writer that we've talked about a lot. He has a new article that dropped on Forbes just yesterday. And the article plopped, is... Plopped on Forbes. That's fair. The article headline is The Wretched Reaches Rare Box Office Milestone Shared by Black Panther and Avatar. So the article is about a IFC Films horror movie called The Wretched, which we have mentioned on the show before, which has now, according to Scott Mendelson, topped the box office, the domestic box office, for five consecutive weekends. Clayton, why is this bullshit? So, well, we've talked previously about the shenanigans that IFC has perpetrated and the lack of any sort of reporting that Box Office Mojo has been doing and the numbers. We can't forget the numbers are also not are only reporting these bogus IFC numbers. Mm-hmm. So basically what's happening is IFC is the only studio that is reporting their numbers to these services. Therefore, they are at the top of the box office, even though catalog titles are making more money than them. And yes. should be placing higher. So when we were talking a couple weeks ago about how Trolls World Tour was actually the number one movie in the country because it was making a ton of money in drive-ins, but also making money in whatever enclosed theaters were opened, they weren't reporting those numbers. So therefore, those numbers weren't being counted. And IFC movies were taking those spots. So The Wretched is a movie that opened on May 1st in only 12 theaters and made $65,000 and then continued an upward tick the next couple weekends until, let's see, it says... So this past weekend, it says it's made $180,000 in 75 theaters. Yeah, so it's... It's... whole gross so far is $841,000. And he's putting a movie that in five weeks has made under a million dollars in the same sentence as Avatar and Black Panther. Yes. So That is shoddy, shoddy reporting. That is clickbait territory, my friend. And we thought you were above clickbait. Yeah, it's the the thing that's sad about it is you could still have your clickbait, but you could have honest clickbait because why not have a headline that says box office mojo is total bullshit. Click here to find out why. Yeah, there's clickbait, but that's truthful clickbait. Exactly, because I'd click it. Of course you would click it. 
He baited he me. You even need the bait. It's click truth. Yes, click truth. Scott Mendelson could be could be writing click truths. What about click nourishment? Oh, I mean, that's the greatest combo. To just click and be nourished immediately. Because when it's bait, you think it's food, but it's a hook. Yep. Well, it is food, but it's attached to a hook. This is right. It's this not is, good food. Yeah. This is nourishment attached mm-hmm. to truth. Yeah. So the, the the problem here is obviously it's not even so much that you're putting this in the same sentence as all of these other movies. Because he knows, of course, Titanic, Sixth Sense, all these movies that have had very long runs at number one have made way more money than The Wretched. The problem is he is just taking box office mojo's rankings at face value. Yeah, he's because not me- he's not mentioning that th- these tr- this truly is not the number 1 movie in the country. Yes, because if Trolls World Tour has been the number 1 movie since it opened, which is very possible that that Every weekend, Trolls World Tour has actually made the most money at the box office. That's a very likely situation. If that was true, I would say it is fair to say how many weekends it has been number one. And you have an asterisk on it. Of course, it's not really making real money, but it's number one. Technically, that's true. But... If you're saying that about the wretched, it's it's just it's you're he's here. Cause I always thought Scott Mendelson was here to educate people about box office, and instead he's warping brains. Yes. Yeah, because he was the go-to guy for us. Like yes. he was the guy that when we were pounding the drum for Rise of Skywalker being a failure, mm-hmm. he was bold enough to go out there and write that same thing in an article in the mainstream media, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, Forbes is a name that people respect when it comes to finance, and that's what he's supposed to talk about. And when you're saying that this movie, Wretched, is number one for five weeks because of dubious reporting, that's one thing. But not mentioning the dubious reporting and not calling IFC out for their bullshit is where he's failing. I mean, he mentions it in the sense that he does say uh, it's the amongst the studio's actual reporting grosses. So he tries to cover his bases by throwing that sentence in there. The problem is that should be what the whole article is about. How, how this is be- a farce how this is a farce and there and again it's nourishment it's truth and it would still get clicks huh yeah people love reading about a farce people love reading about a scam so if if he wrote an article using the wretched to expose the box office mojo scam uh, you begin clicks all over the place who oh, there'd click be too it? many clicks. There'd be too many clicks for it to handle. Yeah. You would hear you would hear the sound of those clicks from outer space. Yeah. 
which is what you want when you post an article. Yeah. You want people to be frightened by the sound of all the clicks happening simultaneously. So he's saying in this article that it has a runway to beat the so so the first 6 week champion since avatar so and then yeah he's saying that this could put it like past good morning vietnam and crocodile dundee who got 9 weekends he's going to home alone at 12 weekends beverly hills cop and took tootsie at 13 weekends like he's going nuts with this yeah well, he's also pondering if our Hollywood insider is wrong and theaters don't open up at the end of June, you know, those movies don't come out unhinged, Tenet don't actually come out, that The Wretched might just be the number one movie all summer. And that's what he's planning on reporting. That's what gets me. But there's no chance of that happening. And that's what's... I mean, there is a chance that movies get delayed, obviously. I mean, I trust our insider. And what our insider is saying is that they are aiming. So this isn't 100% guarantee. But I do think that they are going to put Unhinged out as a test. Now, if Unhinged fails, it's still going to make more money than Wretched. Yes. So even if Tenet doesn't come out, the reign of Wretched will end with Unhinged. If Unhinged comes out. If Unhinged doesn't come out, Scott Mendelson is planning on reporting the Wretched as the top movie uh, for, the, for the rest of the summer. Yeah, see, but... Okay, I mean, there's, that's a lot of ifs. Well, it's, I mean, it's one or two ifs. Yeah, so... But it's too many ifs for a a reporter of Mendelssohn's caliber to be playing with. Yeah. And again, the thing is, if he was working with real numbers and we knew, again, say Trolls World Tour has been number one this whole time or Joker, who knows? Joker might be the number one movie in, in America. It's the number one movie in Korea. Yep. Box Office Mojo is not doing their work. But then instead of calling them to task, Scott Mendelson is just eating what they're serving him. And he's spitting it out onto all of his readers. He can't just eat whatever's being served to him by a cook who isn't is it doing their due diligence when it comes no. to the recipe? No. He's eating he's eating what he served from a restaurant with a C health rating. Oh, C's being nice. D. Box Office Mojo has a D health rating uh, from the health inspectors. Yeah. That's yeah, so Mendelssohn. I mean, I think we need to give him a chance to to stick up for himself. Okay. So if he is listening, which we know he is. Mm-hmm. Of course. Huh? Of course he is. Mendelssohn, Mendels, give us a call. Email mm-hmm. us. We'll set something up. We'll interview you. We'll have you on the show. We'll give you the right to speak 
We'll give you time to to say your piece. But you know, if if it comes to it and we don't like what you're saying, we'll spit roast you. Yeah. That's we'll what we'll do. The, we'll use we'll use that toilet flush sound effect. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mendelssohn, you could come on the show, of course. We'll give you time. 30 seconds uninterrupted. But if you're spitting out lies from Box Office Mojo, starting on 31 seconds, we're hitting the toilet flush sound effect. And you're out of here. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. he stays and he keeps talking. We just keep hitting the, the toilet flush. Oh, okay. We just flush and flush until he leaves. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. And if, listen, who knows? He might like it. So it might backfire on us, but we got to do it. That happens so rarely. Yeah, most people don't like having a toilet flush sound effect uh, constantly overlaid over what they're saying. Well, one flush, some do. one flush will give you that that feeling of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Second right. flush, it's the sense memory of of toilet flushing usually being uh, an accomplishment. Second flush, frustration. Yeah, because if you have to flush twice, that means there's either an issue with you or an issue with the toilet, and then yep. any flushes after that, it's just. Your brain's on fire. Yeah, it's panic-inducing. It's panic, yeah. Yeah. Because now the world's upside down. Now nothing, nothing is the way it's supposed to be. Right. So Mendelssohn, don't let that happen to you. Come on, B.O. boys. Say your piece. You come and cut your own shit, because we shouldn't be cutting your shit for you. And then the sacred cow will... will be sacred again. Yes. Which is what we hope for, because we we love Scott Mendelson. We learned box office at the feet of Scott Mendelson. Absolutely, he is one guy in the media that mm-hmm. is was speaking truth to power. Yes. So come on the show, turn clickbait into click nourishment, and avoid the flush. Avoid the flush. All right, Pat. All right. What's 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 next? What are we gonna talk to? What talk? Okay. To talk about. Couple of, <laughs> Fuck let's it, go Rafi. through a news item that I think we're both on the same page about that we're excited about. So Martin Scorsese oh. and Leo DiCaprio are teaming up. And this has been in production for a while. Uh, they have a new movie uh, that they're making together, "Killers of the Flower Moon," which was a huge book. Um, about a, uh, a the formation of the FBI formation of the FBI and it's a murder mystery so this has been this had been previously set up as a theatrical movie at Paramount and the budget on it and it's also Robert De Niro was in it so you got DiCaprio and De Niro on screen together Scorsese directing Dirty Grandpa himself Dirty Grandpa's back Possibly as Dirty Grandpa in this movie, though that hasn't been announced. Um, that, that's something you hide. And so that uh, their movie had a $180 million budget, which is pretty high for a non-superhero movie. Budget started going up. Paramount started getting a little bit nervous about funding a movie that high. And the deal was recently announced that Apple TV is taking over production of this movie, but it's still going to be released in the movie theaters. 
I like this so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love an auteur, an old school auteur, taking money from these streaming services who are trying to gain ground in this battlefield. And if artists, the caliber of Martin Scorsese, can benefit from this, this makes me so happy. Yeah. It almost makes technology worthwhile. Almost. Yeah. Because the thing with this is that Apple needed to make big moves. And we talked about Tom Hanks, America's dad, his movie Greyhound is coming exclusively to Apple TV, Apple TV+, mm-hmm. Plus, not getting theatrical. I get that. Not getting theatrical, yeah. Scorsese wants the theatrical experience. With The Irishman, he was pushing, please get me in more theaters, please get me in more theaters. But Netflix, they have a, you know, there's a situation with them and the theaters that there's some bad blood there. Mm-hmm. Apple now has the bil- ability to learn from Netflix's mistake and put out this movie in theaters, make the artist happy, and then put it exclusively on your streaming service and make your subscribers happy. I mean, this will drive, I think, a lot of people to subscribe to Apple TV+. Plus. I mean, if you weren't already subscribing because of Greyhound, would you not subscribe just to support Scorsese? Of well, I would. So, but here's the thing. This, I mean, this is obviously I don't like great. This. No, 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 no. This is great because yes, they're getting their movie made, they're getting the theatrical run, and then it's got a streaming home. All great, but Leo. Is the number one movie star in the world? Is that even a, a question right now? Joker number two, but Leo number one. Could we agree on that? D- d- uh, Joker number one. I mean, Leo's got such a long. Okay, tied for first. The Leo's definitely up there. If not, you know, him or Joker, depending on the day of the week, number one movie star in the world. Okay. So when. This movie opens, you know, according to the articles we're reading, it's going to come out with a full movie release. You know, it's like you said, it's not going to be The Irishman where it's just in a, a handful of, you know, five theaters or whatever. Full release. Full release. We expect a certain BO from a Leo movie. So is there any chance that Apple is the fact that you know what's going to be on Apple TV will will less people go see it in the theater cuz you were you asked about would I subscribe for this movie but the question is will I go see it in the movie theater of course you'll go Shouldn't see that it in be the, the movie question theater. right i mean i mean it's leo cuz that's the thing it's scorsese and leo right i think that combination you have i here's what we've got to realize is that before covid Mm-hmm. The amount of people that were going to the theater 
was declining every year pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so what COVID is going to do is those people that were not ho- hardcore theater goers are going to askew the theaters permanently. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see a drop anyway. The people who are going to go see a movie in the theater will go see a movie in the theater even if it's going to show up on Apple TV+, Plus, especially with the pedigree of the actors in this film and the director of this film. I, me and you, and our friends will go see this movie in the theater, no doubt. Yes. We didn't get to see The Irishman in the theater because it was at less theaters and the movie was extremely long. And I know me especially, there's, you know, there's a... A twitchiness? What's up? Uh, like Like a fear of sitting still? Yes, I mean I could say that, but there's also a bladder issue. There's a uh, mm-hmm. you know thing you know other abusions uh, that I, I worry about uh, sitting in one place for too long, right? Right. So you may not have the issue with that with Killers of the Flower Moon. So I do think that the hardcores are going to go see this movie because this that's the way Scorsese wants it to be seen, and box office numbers are going to take a hit because I do think. Even in this future that we're talking about when this movie comes out, we may still have the seating arrangements that we had during the pandemic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're going to have less people in a theater at one time. You're going to have less uh, opportunities to sell completely out. So I do think that Leo's box office is going to take a hit, but everybody's box office is going to take a hit. So we're going we're gonna to be able to see that it is... It is just a factor of he's making the same he's he's drawing the same amount as he would in the new climate. Right. So a movie, a Leo movie that used to make one hundred and fifty million dollars as a hit. You know, this might be a movie that if it makes 80 million dollars, it's a big hit. It's a smash. Right. 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 So I'm not worried about that. I'm pretty I'm pretty much on the same page. I think this is great. That basically Scorsese and Leo are getting this huge budget movie that's going to be in movie theaters and it's going to be financed. And, and it's what like, else could you want? We're talking about everybody's talking about the only movies that get made are superhero movies and this mm-hmm. and this and that. And it's like with these streaming services shelling out this much filthy lucre, some of these. Some of these guys, like even we're talking about Netflix, and I know we're getting into Stream of Boy territories, but you know, you've got David Fincher who's going to have a Netflix movie coming out. You've got Spike Lee who's got his next movie coming out on Netflix. You've got Charlie Kaufman directing a movie that's coming out on Netflix. These companies are funding art, they're funding auteurs. And you could say whatever you want about these companies and the other stuff that they pump out. But if anything, they are saving cinema in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And since Netflix is kind of not playing ball with theatrical, it is, it's, it's puts an opening there for Apple to play ball better and 
have best of both worlds, which I'm so excited about. All right. Yeah, this is a win. Good for Leo. Good for Leo. I mean, and and he's good, g- like he's you said, the good life. for Scorsese. Good for Scorsese for taking advantage of all these tech bros because this article apparently there was a bidding war. Netflix did try and get this movie because Irishman and was Apple a big coup for them. More, yeah. So Scorsese just got all these tech bros tripping over themselves, throwing money at him. That's so. It and must he's feel just laughing at their asses. It must feel so great for a guy mm-hmm. who grew up putting baseball cards in his spokes and playing stickball out in the street and you know kicking a can down the curb, and now all mm-hmm. of a sudden these these guys are giving him money to you know people who 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 work with computers, right? He's right. like computers, right? I I I know yeah. cameras. I don't you know, know computers. Cameras. You don't know computers. I don't no. know computers. Let them take care of the computers. I'll take care of the cameras and give me that money. Because money, mm-hmm. money is ageless. Yes. That's what connects the cameras to the computers. Yep. I like this. I'm oh. so excited for this. Um, And let's see. Yeah, I think that is all the news. So here, I want to end the show with this, Clayton. I had an idea. I love this. So, you know, after the Hollywood Insider gave me that inside information that theaters might be opening June 26th, I started thinking about the, you know, we've talked about this before, that some of the steps that theaters are going to have to take in order to reopen, some of the the health concerns they're going to have to allay, we talked about how they're going to have to make a show of cleaning. Make a big show out of know. cleaning. Make a make big, a big show, show of it. Not actually clean, but, you know, have a, have a spray bottle. Whether there's anything in it or not, doesn't matter. Just have someone spraying chairs. But as these theaters have all these uh, steps that they have to take when people come in, you know, we're, we're here and you got to take temperatures. You got to sit people far apart from each other. You got to look for coughs you know look for snot bubbles whatever signs of illness there is an advantage here for theaters which is there becomes a lot more dead time that happens before the movie starts because if you think the last few years the movie going experience had become one in which you show up basically as soon as the movie starts because you've got your assigned seat there's nothing you really have to do when you get there. So you just show up. Now you're going to have people who maybe it's maybe the 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 CDC recommendation is you got to get to the theater an hour ahead of time. Oh, this is TSA situation. Yep. So basically you're turning movie theaters into airports. Wow. And this is something that airports I don't think have done a good enough job is advertising to the people as they go through the check-in procedure. Okay, I like this. So you got people taking temperatures. Have that temperature be uh, promoted by some new movie that's going to be on TNT. Or, you know, some TV show. Oh, okay. Or, you know, like basically we're getting back to the point where you got to watch something 
before the trailers start. Mm. Advertising. I, I mean, I think that's smart. You know, why would you not have your temperature be uh, a, a paid promotional consideration by somebody? Or show trailers? Yeah, so you have to... So the te- they, they put the temperature... They put the thermometer in your mouth. Yes. And it says your your temperature after this ad. Yes. Yes. And so you watch a 30 second ad and you can't you can't click past it. You got to watch the 30 second ad and then your temperature shows up. And you have to stand there and watch it cuz you need to know whether you can get inside or not. Yes. I think that's and a great idea. You, and then if your temperature is good, Wonder Woman tells you you are allowed to proceed and see this movie. Yes. And don't forget to come back here August 14th for Wonder Woman. And make sure to social distance and wash your hands in order to be able to come back and see this movie. Yes. And use Clorox bleach or whatever. Yes, exactly. I have... every. Every step of the check-in procedure could be sponsored by different movies or different products. You have some of the people uh, doing the processes dressed as characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yes. that's a smart idea. I by, have by an, like famous doctors from movie history. Yes, so you can like Doctor Doctor taken by Doctor Shivago. Doctor Shivago, yes. Uh, Doctor Giggles. Yes. All the famous doctors. Doctor, did yes. you say Dr. No? No, I did not say Dr. No. I said Dr. Doolittle. Oh, yeah. Which one? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on which teenager you're having wear the doctor's coat. Wrong. All three. All three. Interesting. Why so not do all three? you have Dr. Doolittle's take someone's temperature. Absolutely. All three of them. Yeah. That's that's great. Yeah, so, there, there's so many ways to make this, you know, obviously a money making experience for the movie companies advertising, but to important. make it a uh, a the a movie a, a theatrical experience that celebrates movies as you're being checked in. Yes, because because the TSA doesn't celebrate plane flight. You don't have people dressed like the Wright brothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing. Okay. So we, we're all pretty much in agreement that there's going to be the checkered seating. People are going to have to sit very far apart in these theaters. Yes. Leaving a lot of seats in between one another. You could have empty seats. Or those seats could be filled by lifelike dolls of famous movie characters. I love, I love it. I love it. I love Think, it. Sure, I can't sit next to my wife because we, we, we're not legally allowed to sit next to each other. we got to sit 10 seats apart. But you've been sitting by your wife for three, four months at that point. Right. Well, let, let's pretend that we would have wanted to sit next to each other and this is a hardship. Oh, okay. The thing okay. that would make this nicer... I can't sit by my wife, but I could sit right in between two Munions. 
Yes. I can sit next to Marilyn Monroe in the seven-year itch. Yes. Yes. So it's a mix of uh, cardboard standees, um, large dolls. Um, wax figures. Wax figures. Yes. Because you, Madame Tussauds is probably not going to be open for business anytime soon. So you could totally raid Madame Tussauds and just fill up a movie theater of wax figures. This is great. And the theater, I mean, I would say you'd end up leaning heavily on the cardboard standees because movie theaters have decades worth of large movie standees in their warehouses. Oh, of course. I think, you know, I think, so, I think a smaller markets will have to, it's, it's, it's again, it's like if you're in the big leagues, if you're in like a, a major city, of course, New York's mm-hmm. going to get all the wax figures, but if you're mm-hmm. living in the stacks, you get standees. And yep. things like that. But how about this? So we're talking about unhinged. Here's a way to make some extra dough. You have Premiere, the Premiere of Unhinged. Someone spends a little extra dough to sit next to a wax figure of mm. Russell Crowe himself. Wow. You're there with the star of the film watching this movie. You can lean over, you can whisper in his ear, you can have all the different, I mean, he's going to be, of course, he's going to have his fist up in the air. So you can be like, oh, Russell, don't, don't, don't well, hit is me. It, is it a standee of Russell Crowe from Unhinged or it's like a standee from Cinderella Man? It's prime. Well, I would say maybe Cinderella Man. Yeah, that would make sense right, because, because the fist's already going to be yeah. up. The fist's already going to be up too. Right. But I'm saying, like New York City, you get the you get the legit wax figure. I'm yes, really in on this wax figure situation because I just feel mm-hmm. like it's the most realistic and it's going to be the most bang for your buck. So, right. I mean, somebody, well, it, you're going to pay. I mean, I'm talking premium prices. So, like, this is a fifty dollar ticket, and only one person, well, no, two people can sit on each side of Mr. Crow. Yes, that's what I love about this is tiered pricing. You know, so at the highest tier, we're talking wax figures. We're talking the star of the movie you're looking at. And then there's lower prices where for an extra dollar, you're sitting next to the the standees from Entourage the movie. That's who's sitting next to you. Yeah, there's a lot of ways you could go with this. But I think people will appreciate having those empty seats filled with different uh, uh, representations of movie actors and actresses. It'll, it'll make them feel less alone. It'll make them feel like they're in a social circle that is better than their social circle. Yes. And yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea. Now, yeah, while... Go see Tenet, go see Tenet and you sit next to uh, Encino Man. Absolutely. That's such a perfect idea. Mm-hmm. So I had, a, I had and, an idea. And it's, and it's also, it's also at the same time, marketing the back catalog of movies that you could then go order on iTunes or watch on streaming. Because it's like, I never thought that I wanted to watch what women want, but I just sat next to a cardboard cutout of Mel Gibson 
and he's not, and he's, and he seemed fine. Yeah, he seemed fine. It's like I don't know what people have been saying that he's like a maniac. He seemed fine sitting next to me. Yeah, he he came off better than I expected. Hmm. Yeah, I think that I think th- this is a brilliant, and I think this might be something to, I don't know, float by, the Hollywood Insider. Yeah. And see what they yeah, think. Yeah, this of it. Might, this might be worth the Hollywood Insider's time. So what 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 I what I've been trying to get out because I'm so excited about this idea. Selling concessions is how a mm-hmm. lot of theaters make their money, right? So you got to push these concessions if these theaters are going to start making money and get back into the red, which we've decided is good. No, the black, which we've decided is good. Correct? Black is good, yeah. Red Always is, bet on black. Red, red you're is dead. bad. Red you're yeah, dead. red you're dead. One of the ways you can tell if you have COVID coming on is you lose your sense of taste, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, one of the tests to get into the theater is mandatory purchasing of a snack and a verbal a verbal yes a verbal affirmation that you can in fact taste those nachos taste those snow caps taste those malted milk balls etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now again there's no way to tell if somebody's lying or not unless you want to put them on a lie detector. But that this isn't about, there's already going to be things that will actually definitively show whether or not this person has COVID. The tasting test is purely financially driven. Gotcha. So it's an honor system medical examination that doesn't actually matter. But by the time they get to the tasting session or the tasting, uh, you know, uh, station, a medical center, yeah, medical, the tasting medical center, aka the concession stand, Mm -hmm. we already know whether or not they actually have it because the temperature has been taken and things like that. Right. So this is purely a way to sell gobstoppers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you have everybody who goes to the theater have a mandatory purchasing of a snack, that's right. going to make up for some of those seats that are filled with cardboard cutouts of the, the, the cast of Dungeons and Dragons. Right, right. You know, the film Marlon Wayans and... I wish I could remember who the other guy was. But you know what? When I go to the theater, I'll find it. And and to be honest, they're probably just cutting out the Marlon Wayne's part of that standee anyway. And, and that's all you're getting. Yeah. Because if I can't remember who the other guy is, certainly the regular theater going public will not as well. Right. So I love this idea. It's mandatory commerce, which is... Always very helpful. And it's the future. Right. Right. Because in the future, yeah, snacks will be mandatory. And it's it's uh it's got the 
it does have enough of an air of legitimacy that I think I think people would be okay with it. Yeah, and they, at this point, people have heard of the tasting part of COVID. They're aware that you lose your taste buds. Yeah. I think that's like one of the things that people have like, they've read it at some point in these last three months. They've got to. I mean, so many people are just reading. It's too much news. Yeah. And and they get a choice. It's not like you're saying you have to buy nachos or you have to buy pretzel pretzel bites. You get to choose. You can buy popcorn if you want. Just something that tastes like something. Right. You can't just get water because you can't taste water. No, but you could just get soda, I guess. You could as get soda, you absolutely. Could tell me, does that cherry Coke taste like cherry? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the thing, too, is that since it's a medical procedure, you can bump up those prices. Right, because... It's it's basically like uh, marking marking up uh, uh, prescriptions. Absolutely, because this test, if you went to the doctor to get it, would cost so much more than this inflated sixteen ounce Coke. Right. Right now, now you're also opening up the possibility that. People can pay for their goobers and their nachos with their health insurance. Plan. No, no, it's not covered. It's not covered. It's not this covered. Is... It's not covered by any major or minor insurance company. No way. Okay, not yet. Too new. Not yet. But the thing is, even then, like, I mean, you have insurance. Must be yes. nice. And it's pretty great. Even then. You go and you pay. It's not like you go and it's free. Well, you're paying and I'm then saying, you're paying again. So that's the right. thing is even if it's covered by insurance, it's still going to be like, why do I even have insurance? These goobers are still, what, I, I it's 50 cents off? This is some horseshit. No, shit. it's a, it's the nachos are covered by your insurance and there's a $20 copay. But what that means is the movie theaters could say that the they could charge like eighty dollars for the nachos. Yes. So if if the movie industry is able to get concession items covered by major ins- uh, health insurance companies, then they could jack up the prices of their concession items. Oh, that okay. So you were thinking steps ahead of me. I was thinking. Yes, of I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking small beans, and you and you were thinking, you know, three bean no. salad. Yes, of course. Regal's going to want to figure out how they could sell those hot dogs for sixty bucks a pop as a medical procedure. Only, as as long as the hot dog is a medical procedure, yes. Man, this is. I think you got another thing. To just, you know, put under the nose of our little birdie, if you know what I mean. Yes. No, Maybe Hollywood Insider might be very interested in this one. Spit this down the little birdie's gullet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I feel like we have called out a hero. We have come up with some really great ways to save theaters. 
Yes. Right? Because the and more I, money we pump into these theaters, the more likely that they will thrive and survive. Yeah. I think we have stumbled upon something that we should make a regular part of this show, which is giving some free ideas to the to the movie theaters. As we ramp up towards box office opening again, theaters opening again, hopefully in the next few months, we've got to be on the forefront of saving the industry. Yes, because their health is our health. Of course. Without without the box office, there's no B.O. boys. Yeah, well, we've we've showed that that we're able to survive on uh, pretty much anything at this point. But yes, we're much healthier when there is legitimate worldwide and domestic box office. Yeah. So if we have to carry these movie theaters over that line, then that's just what we're going to have to do. So we'll we'll keep coming up with ideas to save the movie industry. Yes. Is that fair? I love this. I love this. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, Clayton. I think we've done it. We've done more than our fair share. Mm-hmm. I think we can put our heads on our pillows uh, and rest the rest of the righteous. Yes. We will have a king's sleep tonight. But or while queen, we're sleeping... Or a queen's. Sure. Yeah, sure. But while we're sleeping, everyone, you should email us. Email us your ideas to save the movie theater industry. I love that um, idea, too. Because then we just we don't even have to come up with stuff. We just source their ideas and, you know, That's get the paid dream. for it, which is great. That's the dream. So send us your ideas to save the movie industry at our email address, which is the B.O. Boys Podcast at gmail.com the bo boys podcast at gmail.com no punctuation or dashes or anything in the name Just no no periods all no commas nope straight up letters all the oh, way well there's a period you get to, to the, that at to the com yeah 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 until you get to that at sign it's all a string of letters the bo boys podcast at gmail.com it's a great email address mm-hmm uh, so this is usually where I talk about our Patreon, which of course we know by now is in freeze mode. It has been frozen. No new Patreons we are taking on. So anybody who wants to give us money cannot right now, but when they can give us money is when, and if Tenet comes out July 24th, is it 17th or 24th? I think it's twenty fourth. It is July seventeenth. Yes, July twenty fourth. That's right. I always I That's want it tenet. to be earlier. I want it to be earlier, but it's not. I know. July twenty fourth will be the unfreezing of our Patreon. Now this is gonna happen even if Tenet does not come out, because again, information should not be free. And anybody who has been listening to this uh, podcast regularly, you will owe us all of the money you would have paid us as a patron through this ordeal so we think that's exceedingly fair i have stopped reporting non-payment to credit card companies and creditors that is something i stopped doing i would say a month or so ago roughly so you know but i still have those numbers on speed dial so as soon as tenant happens i'm going to give you a three-day 
leeway. And then all of the funds that you owe us should be rolling into the Patreon. So there's going to be a lot of activity come July, but right now it's pretty much a wasteland. So you can go and check it out and, and do some window shopping because it's not civic-minded to do window shopping at the moment because of the COVID. So do it virtually. And do a little math in your head as to what you owe us, you know, come end of July. That's a little fun thing to keep your mind occupied, which is what we all need right now. So that is Patreon slash boys.com or whatever it is. I mean, link in the show notes. Come on. And Pat, I mean, I guess until next time. We'll smell, smell you, you. at.